Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Net Positive Podcast. A podcast which educates and inspires marketers, product managers, and companies in the best way to generate and optimize your flows. We're your hosts, Matt Brown and Jess Walker, and we will bring you the latest on how to improve your signup flow, increase your leads, and grow your business. Let's, Let's jump, jump in. in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Net Positive Podcast. Today's guest I am very excited for. They're from a little company called Canva. You may have heard of it. They're only one of Australia's biggest success stories. Since launching in 2013, Canva has grown to over 40 million monthly active users across 190 countries with more than 3 billion designs created. Today, Canva is growing from strength to strength with a valuation of US $6 billion and more than 1,000 team members working together across the world. Today, we're speaking to the product marketing lead, Charlotte Norman. Charlotte has worked across a number of different tech industries, including travel, insurance, telco, and property. She's worked in a variety of different organizations, specializing in the product marketing space, Today we learn how Canva aims to surprise and delight customers, how they ask for next to no info on the onboarding process and are extremely successful with that, and what's next for Canva. Let's dive in. G'day, Charlotte. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We're really excited to have you here. You've had an incredible career to date and you're currently at Canva. I'd love to learn a little bit more about your journey. So tell us about yourself and how you got here. I actually started off studying visual communication at university, which is actually graphic design. Um, But I paired that with marketing as I was always interested in the marketing and business side of how you could translate designs and bring creative ideas to life and then bring them into a a business. So I paired that um, degree with marketing, but actually took more of an interest to the marketing side of things. So pushed into that direction uh, straight out of university. And the first role I had uh, was, at a SaaS company, uh, but I had a role in communication. The title was communications, but what an actual fact it was, was product marketing. And so I've actually been doing product marketing (laughs) essentially from the very beginning of my career. It's just that that wasn't actually a very big role in Australia at that point in time or a very known role. So what my first, my challenge to get this job was to do positioning and a go-to market plan. And then that was the core essence of my role there. And so ever since that role, Um, I've always had a passion for product marketing, solving customers' problems, uh, working on positioning, uh, doing research with users. And that's kind of what's driven my passion for this particular line of work and helped me grow into the role where I'm here at Canva. So I was very fortunate to have this background in visual communication and graphic design and now end up at the world's visual communication and design platform. And so I feel like uh, I've kind of landed in the right place with that expertise and experience. And uh, at Canva, I'm responsible for helping run our product marketing team, which is a new team here at Canva. So that's kind of my journey to get here. And I've had a variety of different experience across different industries, um, working from property tech to insure tech to travel tech uh, and also in telco um, and now, yeah, in the design tech space. Charlotte, we worked very briefly together at Expedia and I can say to our listeners, Charlotte is an absolute queen when it comes to product-led marketing. So I'm excited for today's podcast. So obviously Canva is one of the top companies in the world. So what does a typical day look like for you at Canva? 
as you mentioned, Campbell, we're in hyper growth mode. So we are just growing rapidly from a user-based perspective, but also from a product perspective and also from our staff. So there's so many people coming on board all the time, which is just a super exciting environment to work in. So I'm going to be totally honest. I'm sure you've heard this before. I don't have a typical day, but <laughs> what I'll talk you through is how I structure, I guess, my own time and our team's KPIs to ensure that we're delivering the most value to Canva. So I'm pretty passionate about the um, the way we structure this. And this is something that I took slash appropriated from the Product Marketing Alliance, which is uh, a great product marketing resource that I would recommend to other folks who are working in product marketing. And we divide our time by doing discovery, strategy, positioning, tactics, and growth. And so what that actually looks like is discovery, researching our customer needs, what does our do our users want, what is not quite working in the in the product, taking those insights, feeding them back to the product team, feeding them to the marketing team. We then also own the strategy for go-to-market, product launches, um, also retention and acquisition campaigns, particularly when it relates to the product. So product marketing works on that. Um, positioning, one of our favorite things in product marketing, we own how how we talk about our audiences, how we talk about our features and how we um, bring any new products to market and where they sit in the marketplace. Uh, we then work with the marketing channels to employ different tactics for growth, acquisition, retention and running those go-to-market campaigns. And then touching on all of that is just continuous optimization and growth. So how can we grow our funnel, uh, depending on which funnel we're looking at, there's many different can funnels, we can talk about that. Um, and that's kind of the way in which I structure my time. And that's how I set my own personal goals for myself and my team. And this is a framework that I've shared with the product and the marketing teams, and they're aware of the way in which we structure our time like that. So yeah, while there's no specific day-to-day -day mm -hmm. nine to five, um, I touch on kind of all of those different areas on a weekly basis. Yeah, I, I expect nothing less from a Canva. You know, you're not going to have a nine to five <laughs> at all. I'm a massive fan of Canva and, you know, I've, I've been a user of the product for years and it's been amazing to see all of the drips of new features constantly. But, you know, when you think about the, the product roadmap at Canva, can you talk about some of the strategies that are embedded into Canva's product to generate growth? You know, some of these things that really delight users and get them to engage with more of the product. Yes. So we are a value and purpose led organization and that's why we have our freemium model. So we are absolutely driven to ensure that we can empower anyone across the globe to try Canva for free, design, create a, an incredible design for free, download it for free um, without even needing to give us your email address. And so um, we have really optimized that funnel uh, recently, actually, because prior to that, we, you used to have to give us your email to be able to come on and create a free design. We've always had a free freemium product, but you used to have to give us that email. And we thought, you know what, how could we actually provide more value to our user base and let new people who haven't heard of Canva before, or they, they just wanted to try it out to come and experience the value mm. themselves without having to read information on a landing page or whatnot. They come, they experience it, they design and create themselves, and then they can download the design. And if they feel that we've provided them with the right level of value, then they can add their email in and wow. sign up for the product. That's so much value pre-collecting any personal information. That's incredible. I know. And it's probably quite different to what many organizations would do because you obviously want to get that information and start mm. retargeting and start that cycle. But we feel so passionate in 
the, our product-led strategy that, and product growth strategy that we feel that people will discover that value themselves from within the product. And we obviously have tooltips and prompts to help um, guide them to use different parts of the product and uncover that value. Uh, but we feel really confident in um, what we're delivering there and that people will discover that themselves and complete their either jobs to be done or their core um, ideas or communications that they need to create themselves and then deliver the value. So that's one of our funnels that we have. Uh, the other kind of funnel is obviously once you're a free user, you've signed up, we want to keep driving people to come back to the product. That's one of our core metrics for success at Canva and that's our monthly active user rate. So that's what we really drive all of our campaigns, our growth initiatives towards that monthly active user rate and how people are returning to the platform. So we'll continuously let you know about new features, templates, um, ways you can collaborate on the platform to help drive that growth. And that will come through a range of organic, uh, it, marketing, in-product marketing, uh, as well as just obviously the product roadmap and launching new features that help serve our um, customers and what their needs are. And so that's kind of core to the product development timeline like we were touching on is we identify what our core audience's needs are, their wants. We do a lot of research in that area and then we drive forward the strategy mm -hmm. um, to build out and serve those needs and wants and we are continuously um, fixing any bugs that arise so we don't just leave them on the back burner we're constantly doing that hygiene check and ensuring that all of that's optimized and then also building some really big and unique features one that I could speak to that really served a core um, purpose and need for um, some of our small to medium business users was that we released a content planner feature, which means that oh, you can now. Yeah. I love this so much. I've oh, only just God. seen it. It's amazing. My, my wife has been talking about that constantly as well. That was my surprise and delight last week. <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah, so now you can come to Canva. We saw that so many people would come to Canva. They love the social media templates. So you don't need a professional designer. You can come to Canva, use one of these professional templates, and then use Magic Resize to resize mm -hmm. it to any channel. So basically just streamlining that campaign um, launch timeline and making it so much faster for all teams and individuals. And now all from within Canva, you can um, schedule that social media directly from Canva. Saved my life last week. It's the best thing that Camp has done recently. Is that a new product? Yeah, so that was actually one of the first products that I um, kind of worked on launching. Oh, no. There's so many more exciting features that I wish I could talk about right now, but that are on the roadmap. So just keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, but I that is one of our <laughs> yeah new features. Um, and yeah, that's we're really trying to help um, people market in new ways mm -hmm. or from within Canva rather than just designing, really having that end-to-end -end planning, um, designing and publishing flow all within Canva. Amazing. And in terms of growth, um, what role does organic growth play to Canva's overall growth and how do you tweak it to, to improve that? Organic growth is particularly important. That was a core part of our growth strategy, mm -hmm. um, especially in the early days, even, even up until now. And so uh, I guess we had that organic growth primarily because we do have a freemium product as well, but we also invested in um, SEO optimization and landing pages mm -hmm. um, to help uh, 
you know, bring people to the product from key search terms that related to design and marketing. So um, that's been core to our product, but our, our philosophy is really to give people uh, the most valuable possible within the product and then drive um, referral or organic word of mouth usage through the product um, through those methods. And we see that because people do get so much value for free and they're really proud of what they've created, they're kind of willing to shout it from the rooftop. So if you look at Twitter, uh, you'll see people just really wowed at what they could create themselves without any level of skill required. Um, and they were all able to collaborate with teammates and friends and whatnot to bring these designs to life. And then that kind of helps that organic growth funnel um, and advocacy. So we, we do have a lot of communities as well that we work with to um, we keep them informed on our product updates and we give them information. Some communities, we give them information prior to the product launches so then they can help amplify that product launch and um, share that with their communities and train their communities on how to use the new features. So that's another really um, great kind of organic channel that we have as well. So look, you know, you've, you've been at some great organizations. You obviously landed the dream gig at Canva. Um, you know, you're at Expedia previously. How have you seen product management and product marketing evolve over the time in your career to date? Product marketing in Australia is really up and coming, I would say. It's not actually a huge role. If you look at LinkedIn and look for roles open um, that are product marketing titled, there's only a handful that will ever be on the market. It's it's just really not a common role here. And I believe that stems from the fact that this is the role that was typically used in tech organizations, Silicon Valley, um, and it's kind of stemmed over in the US and um, kind of the EU, but not so much in Australia. But now uh, many Australian organizations and startups have realized the value of product marketing being that glue that brings marketing, sales, support, um, and obviously product together in one place and kind of is that person that will connect all the dots to ensure that we're also communicating right. in effective ways, we're growing the right growth funnels in the right ways, and that we're always um, sharing insights and learnings from the different experimentation that we're running mm. in the right ways. And so the key observation I've made is that that is now people are realising the value of having that kind of one glue kind of person or team um, to bring that all together, and it's now becoming much more of a focus in many organizations and particular Australia or Australian organizations. And like I said, um, in my experience, you know, I actually had been doing what we now classify as product marketing for many years prior to realizing that it was product marketing. Um, and I think that's the fact for a number of folks, um, across the Australian job market and landscape. They've done parts of product marketing with their roles, especially if they have go-to-market or campaign management type roles or work mm. closely yep. with product managers, but they haven't actually had that unifying title and that's kind of what they they do to bring um, everyone together. So that's kind of been a key observation. I think it's a really positive trend, um, especially with the tech landscape in Australia as we're starting to like boom, see some amazing startups and companies grow in Australia that we're now realizing the value of having this, this function. And that's what, exactly what happened at Canva. Like the product marketing function at Canva is relatively new. Uh, we kind of joined as a team about, you know, seven, eight months ago. Um, and now we've really seen the value that a product marketing team can bring to the product and marketing and wider organization. Mm. And now we're going to really start scaling that further, which is really exciting. So just going on there and you're talking about the glue and holding the whole team together. So 
Do you see or have you seen pain points where the IT and engineering team don't necessarily sync as well as they could with the product and marketing team? And and how do you get around that? Yeah, I think one of the main challenges that comes from gluing these different parts of the organization together is that product teams obviously want to work lean, fast, they're agile, um, but also bugs and timelines can creep as well because you don't really know how something's going to be developed so much. You may not have full robust timeline estimations on that. And with marketing teams, they require of a longer lead time to understand when things will be launching so then they can plan um you know end-to-end omni-channel campaigns especially if they're looking to do um investment above the line and have sort of out of home advertising or you know large performance marketing campaigns you need that lead time to plan that so that's where i have found the main challenge is just understanding the exact sort of timelines for when something could launch and then how we can bring that to market and um I think that's a challenge that many people in product marketing would have. We've come up with some really good solutions like quarterly planning together to um, kind of map out that that timeline and which product releases we will spend that higher level investment on versus um, which product launches could be more of like a lower tier two or tier three campaign is how we classify them. So having, um, we've kind of implemented some really good briefing, um, strategy planning and calendar mapping sessions into our cycle of planning. Uh, and we work with the marketing and product teams to manage expectations Mm -hmm. from both sides and then align on what would be marketed uh, across the course of the coming three months or so. So that's the main challenge. uh, But I think that we're actually definitely in a good place now and I can't complain at all, but it is a challenge that I have seen across many um, organisations before. Canva has done an incredible job of making it so simple for for anybody, and I I really mean anybody, to get in and create a uh, production quality design with very little experience and and very, very little, very little time with the product. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you see this sort of, you know, growth in the no code movement, um, you know, really, uh, I guess, affecting change in in the way we think about technology and the way we think about product-led growth? Where do you see it heading? We are very pro that no-code movement because that just reduces our time to market with that type of messaging or um, onboarding guidance. Like, for example, things like if we were to do a a very targeted persona-driven onboarding experience, Mm -hmm. how would we uh, have that messaging come to life? We want to have tool tips and walkthroughs and demos that are specific to that user. If you have to have a, an engineer that's kind of coding all of that, it does delay that time to market and it's actually detracts them from maybe working on something like building a really innovative and great new feature. So uh, we're very on board with that. We have some uh, platforms that we're using to help with that, uh, no code movement, but we also do rely, I will say to an extent, on coded um, some coded messaging as well. So I'm very... Yeah, pro that movement. Um, and I think it's really exciting trend that we're seeing. I think it also enables a lot of people who don't have that coding um, experience, such as like product marketers in many instances, to be able to um, connect with their user bases or optimize growth funnels or um, launch some experiments and tests really quickly um, in like kind of an interesting and scrappy manner without requiring so many stakeholders involved. And that is really key um, for me in that piece there. 
What's your process for creating those personas? And once you have them, how do you use that to target um, and build your funnels? Yeah, that's a great question. Like you said, there are literally over 40 million monthly active users oh who are using Canva for <laughs> a variety of different tools, reasons. If they're in a team, if they're by themselves, there's just so many different use cases and so many different reasons that people come to Canva. And so the way in which we've started to look at segmenting this um, audience base, I, I'll talk specifically to the small to medium business user mm-hmm. base that um, I've worked really closely on this persona sort of mapping, is we mapped it based on their core jobs to be done. So we did some research on why are people coming to Canva? Why are these people wanting to use Canva and what are they trying to achieve? And we just got six main buckets in that small to medium business area that um, would really kind of makes sense for us to use for marketing and particularly for onboarding because our goal is ultimately to help these people come to Canva, understand the value and value aligned to what they're trying to do and help them complete their jobs to be done or goals as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. and as frictionless as possible. So we went about, after we did this research, speaking to customers, doing um, surveys and whatnot, we kind of found these sort of six different, um, key audiences and some examples of those would be some people just come to Canva just to make social media graphics. Others come to Canva, we've we've invested a lot of time, money and product teams into building a really robust and great video tool. So others come to Canva and they just want to focus on animations and videos. But they're two quite there's two different use cases there and different features and tools that you would need to create both of those um, pieces of design effectively and timely. So what we've done is we've actually started to map out um, very tailored onboarding um, flows for those particular personas. Uh, So if you say that you are a social media uh, person, and sorry, I should clarify, we actually ask them, asking people what they want is a good way to find out what they want (laughs) and (laughs) good way to also segment people. Uh, So we actually have started asking um, some of our users what, why did you come to camera? What do you want to achieve? Um, we've put that as an in-product model. They click through, then that will trigger off um, a series of, we're almost done with the product messaging, but it will set, in this point in time, trigger off um, emails that are very tailored to um, what they need to do to achieve those goals. And um, we've done a lot of research on retention and feature pairing, like which pe- features help us map to retention, which features help this persona achieve this job and then we've built that into sort of an onboarding checklist and um, flow so that's how we've started to think about personas and then use it I guess within our product experience and our marketing experience and yeah like I said it's actually should be going live this week (laughs) so it's very new so I don't have results to talk about yet but (laughs) we feel very confident from our early tests and just by also like chatting with a lot of uh, users and some early experimentation done on platform that this should really help us deliver a lot of value to our um, customer base uh, when they're in that early um, sort of onboarding phase. We'll probably have to uh, chat with you later and learn a little bit more about how some of these new experiments go. But um, one of the things I'd love to love to know, uh, you know, when you're thinking about your journey through your career, where are some of the places that you've gone to, or, or what are some of the companies that you look up to for guidance on on how to become a better product marketer? I kind of am constantly just reading different books, 
via Audible, I should say, listening to different books. <laughs> um, also learning off, I guess, a lot of different great um, peers within the organisation, I guess, is a great learning point. Uh, we have incredibly bright people at Canberra. Um, and when I first started, I was actually blown away with how just, you know, intelligent and um, hardworking and innovative the whole team are. So I, I really look up to a lot of my peers and learning from them constantly, ensuring that I'm like in the right projects to learn off them. Um, but also importantly, you can't have tunnel vision. So I guess what I do is I just read blogs. Um, I read a lot of medium blogs um, and just kind of look at different um, tactics that companies have taken or employed. Um, and I'll, I'll go through the sign-up flows myself on different experiences or platforms, uh, map some of those, and then kind of take the best bits that I like from all of them and maybe put it into a proposal uh, for, for our growth team or into an experiment idea. So I guess it's appropriation and learning uh, from different experiences across the platform. Never wanting to, to copy what anyone's doing, but if you see something that's kind of looking interesting or working well in one particular area, I think it's worthwhile, um, you know, seeing if you could apply any of the same learnings onto your your platform. And so that's kind of my way to continuously lo learn and grow. And I read a really great book called um, Hooked. Um, it is a great book. Yeah, okay, you know the book. I was just about to say... Um, yeah, it's a fantastic book. And that really actually changed my thinking, I guess, a bit in terms of how we build really sustainable and high growth products in, um, at Canva and how we ensure that we're bringing people back into the product. They don't use it once and then leave. It's that they come back. And so just, um, reading blogs on tactics like that or books like Hawked really, uh, help me kind of solidify my learnings and help me come up with new ideas to share with the team. So when you do find those tactics or strategies that you, you know, read on Medium or you see mm. being done well in another company, is there one tactical principle that you've found that you, you've wanted to implement everywhere you go in every, in every role that you've been in? Yeah, so it's interesting because um, this was actually probably something that came from Expedia, uh, which was just basically that um, observation and hypothesis-driven mm -hmm. kind of um, testing, I guess. So you see, you see something, you observe it, come up with a hypothesis for how you can improve it or fix it. Do you have any data to support that? Write a rationale for um, what you would do or change or how you'd implement the experiment and then kind of loop people into a document. And that's kind of the framework that I use to write up um, experimentation. Um, and I've used that through Canva. And what I was blown away with when I came to Canva is that um, that is very much how the team operates, but also that honestly at any point in any time you can just come up with an idea and you can implement that and share it with the growth team or the product team and they would be willing to listen and implement it because everyone is just aligned to growing the product as fast as possible and making it an optimal experience. I think one way that Canva does that really well, and I would definitely recommend this for any other organisations, is when you start in a new role, that's when you have the freshest eyes. You've seen how other things have been done. You've experienced from your other company. Um, and what we do at Canva is when you start your new role at Canva, the first project you do is an audit of our end-to-end -end flow and our end-to-end -end product experience. Oh, wow. And we get 
Yeah, and then we get you to basically write down observations, things that don't work, things that may have broken, also just things that you really liked and things that you think work really well. And the areas where we see optimization or we, you know, features that you're like, this could work better if we did this or like if we, you know, include move the color palette here, we think it could be easier for accessibility. You then present that back to your group and the product teams will take those insights and actually put them in the roadmap and start to implement them. So there's a few ideas wow. that I had when I started and they've been put in the roadmap and it, it's, it's a really great tool for you to understand the product, but it's also a really valuable resource for the product teams and the marketing teams to see what a typical user journey is because you don't just sit there every day going through end to end, end to end, what's, what's not working or what could be optimized. Mm. Like you do it in chunks, but just having someone with fresh eyes coming in and documenting all of that is so, so valuable. And we all learn so much from that experience. And uh, I would highly recommend it to other organizations. And I had a lot of fun doing my one as well. And it also is really rewarding when you then see it on the product roadmap and then you also see it go into pro the product. Yeah, that's and you're amazing. like, wow, I've actually... I did that. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's kind of that also really nice reward um, piece, I guess, as well, when you do see it go to live production. Yeah. Just go to 40 million active users yeah. a month. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, it's only the population of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think that's really, um, really exciting initiative that we have at Canva. Just to, to wrap up, and I think we could talk all day, and I, and I actually think we'll have to have you back on the podcast in a year's time to see how some of these experiments have gone. But so for aspiring product marketers, you know, this, as you said, in Australia, this role has only been, you know, on the market for a few years. It's obviously, you know, a lot more popular uh, over, in, over in the States and Europe, and I'm sure we have some listeners over there as well. But, you know, if, if somebody's thinking about breaking into this space, uh, you know, like what, uh, what's, the, what's the one key piece of advice you'd give to somebody who wants to break into product marketing? My one key piece of advice would be know your audience for the product that you're working on um, or the market that you're working on. Audience is key to your success. If you don't understand how that audience thinks, mm. understand their day-to-day -day habits, the way that they interact with products, the way that they interact with different competitors' products, what their expectations are of the, your product, um, how they like to be spoken to, what channels they like to be spoken to, um, and kind of what are the things that make them tick, what are the non-negotiables within the product and from in marketing. If you don't have that very comprehensive understanding of your audience, and there's obviously segments of the audience go deeper as well um you will not be successful because you will not be able to influence change on a product roadmap mm. because you won't have the data about your team um, about the audience about their needs to be able to influence that roadmap and you won't be able to communicate your products and services with them via marketing because you won't know the ways to speak to them you won't know their pain points that need to be solved and values driven positioning and marketing is the key to to any successful campaign as we all know so that would be my key piece of advice dive deep on understanding inside and out that audience and how they interact with your product your competitors products and how you can um, add a lot of value to them uh, and that will be your key to success mm. so that would be my recommendation to any product marketer or product manager listening 
That is brilliant advice. Very, very sage advice. Thanks, Charlotte. Well, look, Charlotte Norman, Product Marketing Lead at Canva, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We've really enjoyed it and I can't wait to actually listen back myself later. Thank you so much. It's been great chatting um, and thank you for the time. And I hope everyone can have a go on Canva and try it out and s- discover what you can do on Canva yourself. Yeah, everyone who's not already on Canva. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know anyone who's not already on Canva. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Net Positive Podcast brought to you by Upflowy.